Now we move on to all the single ladies and all the single men. Put your hands up. Okay, alright. All the single people, Paul essentially says to you, number one, don't rush. Don't rush into marriage. And you ask, why? Why shouldn't I rush? And Paul says, because it's very hard. <laughs> I, I'm saving you from hardship. Now all the married people are going either, huh? But some of them are going, amen, amen. <laughs> verse 28, look at verse 28. Paul says, if you do marry, you have not sinned. But if a virgin marries, and here virgin means a single person, that's how Paul talks to a single people. If a single person marries, she has not sinned. But those of you who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. Did you hear that? Many troubles in this life through marriage. And I'm trying to save you from that. Again, all the very people go, Amen, Amen. Not too loud, yeah. Don't say, don't say that too loud. <laughs> because, because in what way is it troublesome? Well, in that, in a good way. You are troubled because I want to please, I want to love my wife. That's what we saw in the first part. You know, you should be thinking about how can I love and live my life for my life partner, for my husband, for my wife. That's a good thing. But because you're doing that good thing, your attention is divided. There's only so much else that you can do for God, for church, for ministry. And this is verse 32. Verse 32. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs. How he can please the Lord. You know, it's just like that. For please the Lord. But the married man, verse 33, is concerned about the affairs of the world. How he can please his wife. And therefore, Paul says, verse 34, his interests are divided, divided between the world and between God. And therefore, when you put it together, what is Paul saying, therefore, to the single person? The single person. How can you, as a single person, get ready for this life of marriage? And Paul is essentially saying, serve God. Isn't it, you have this undivided opportunity to serve God. The best way of using your singleness is to serve Jesus right now as a single person. Now, when Paul says this, he expects most of you to get married. Well, most of them to get married. And, I, and you know, most single people, you know, it's a good thing. Can I just say, if you hope to get married, that's a good thing and you probably will get married. And when you think of a good, healthy Christian marriage, and there are lots of them in the Chinese church, you know, you think of couples who really can serve God together, who really can encourage one another and support one another in Christ. That's a great thing. And a godly marriage can really do all of that. But can I just say, the way in which you get to that point, that marriage, that kind of devotion, is by starting now. You focusing on God. You loving God. So that when you come together, then you can do it together. And this is where Paul says in verse 35, verse 35. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. And essentially what Paul is saying to you if you are single today, do you realize what a great, wonderful opportunity you have in your singleness? Now sometimes you don't get this because in the Chinese church, if you are single, if you are a young single professional, if you are like a you know, what are you? You're actually earning your own pay and you're independent. What will all the Chinese uncles and aunties say? When are you going to get married? When are you going to start a family? Isn't that true? That, that's so common. Every, every, you get that, especially in the Chinese church. But Paul is actually saying to you, if you listen closely, he says, hey, compared to all those Chinese uncles and aunties, you can do so much. You can do so much for God. And not only that, you can enjoy it. This undivided devotion is talking about how you can actually really focus right now on really loving, serving God, loving coming to church, loving your life right now and doing everything for Jesus. He's lifting up. He's lifting up singleness as the most joyful time you can spend living for God. Now, 
I, I know, I know that most single people, the reason why you want to be married is because you can, you see the happiness there. And sometimes you, know, you watch movies like Hollywood, you see, oh, the music starts playing, and you think, oh, that's going to be the way it is my entire married life. And then you look at your life right now, oh, so miserable. Me, myself, alone. <laughs> I want someone, I want someone to love, I want someone to love me back. And Paul is saying, you have, you have Jesus. Jesus loves you. And now is the time that you can really love him with this undivided attention. That person is Jesus Christ. And now you're going to, you know, God willing, you have that future husband and wife will be as loving and as godly as possible. But you know, as amazing as they are, they're not going to be Jesus. They cannot give you what only Jesus can give you right now. You know, that approval, that fullness, that happiness, Jesus offers it all to you right now. And just in case you don't believe me, look at the last verse in verse 39. Verse 39, Paul says, A woman is bound to her husband as long as she lives. So she's married. But then unfortunately, the spouse dies. And he says, if the husband dies, what can she do? She has an option. She can get married. Paul says, that's okay. But actually, Paul actually ends by saying, if she stays single, that's actually a better thing. That's actually better. Can you imagine that? Paul saying to someone who's actually experienced all the joys of marriage, you see that after that, if there's a season of singleness after that. And you know, men, can I just say to you men who are married, most wives outlive men as, 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 their, as their spouses. And you know, a lot of wives have to, this is actually a very real thing. Lots of wives, and simply because, you know, men are healthier, <laughs> men die sooner, you know, and sometimes they die and all these kind of things. But you know, this, this kind of advice is not there just theoretically. Paul is saying something to very real situations in lots of churches today. There's a thing about singleness whether at the beginning of a life or even at the end of your life, that God can use to glorify Him in your life. So to recap, marrieds, make the most of your marriage. Singles, you too, make the most of your singleness. And you might say to me, so old-fashioned, so boomer. <laughs> but verse 17 says, that's what God is saying. It's not me. This is what God is saying to us. So we go back to verse 17, which I read. 